Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by On Time Lending. Today, along with Jason Grimes of the Grimes Group, Philip talks about is there a difference in qualifying for a vacation home for your family versus a vacation home you rent out? Do loans against your brokerage account help in the qualification process? And how do lenders factor your debt-to-income ratio when buying a vacation property? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, and we are building wealth and making it simple. I got uh, I got J- Jason Grimes here today. And uh, hey, Jason, I didn't tell you. Um, I put it on Instagram in my um, in my stories, mm-hmm. but I got feedback from, from one of my long-term listeners. He was like, man, that employee mindset episode was just, or employee millionaire episode was just dope. Like he, oh, he, he really appreciated it. I love that. I love to hear that, man. I love to hear that. That makes me smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so today we are talking about vacation properties, a because you know it's one of the things that you know uh, Kelly and I have always wanted, and I've talked to clients that own some, um, but it is it is one where like I don't even know uh, where to start the conversation because I know um, you know I bought a primary home. Sure. But I know a vacation home is probably different than buying a rental home. Uh, but then in the vacation home properties, you actually got ones that you own uh, personally and then ones that you could rent out. And I'm, and I don't even know, like the qualification process and the difference for all of that. So can you kind of break down, you know, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start first. You know, if you want to buy a vacation rental property, is there a difference between if you're buying it, you know, like for yourself and just you spending time in it? And then if you're using it as a uh, investment property to rent out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you have your vacation property, you know, which is primarily used for yourself, your family, your friends, uh, and so forth to be able to go and, and vacation. Then you have your vacation rental property, uh, which your primary use of it is to generate income. Right. Um, now your vacation, your vacation property, you know, I didn't grow up with a lake house or anything like that, but I always saw it on TV. I thought it was cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you go out and you have a beach house and you, you leave the leave the city and you go and hang out and all that good stuff. I always thought that was cool. But, you know, that's, you know, you have it where people, you know, let's say they're in DFW, they're in Dallas-Fort Worth, and they want to, and every single year they go to Destin, Florida for, for summer and spring break. So now they have this property that's in Destin, Florida, which is a beautiful place, by the way, uh, where they go and they take their family and make memories and they hang out and that's their vacation home. Then you have client B that has, that wants a vacation home, but he wants to make money off of it too, right? Mm -hmm. So this guy is going to put down a little bit more money towards that property in Destin, Florida, but he's also going to generate income. So it's not going to just sit there when, him and his family or her and her family or NDFW is going to be making money while they're back home. Right. So, you know, the Airbnbs, all these different shared sites and things on those lines, 
are allowing these people to be able to fund these vacation properties that they're being able to enjoy with their families. But at the same time, they're paying for themselves and sometimes making a little bit of income as well by being able to do short term leases on. Got it. Right. So the difference between the two is for the vacation home, you can put down, you know, 10 percent, in some cases, 5 percent, very minimum in order for that second home, because that is a second property as long as it's a reasonable distance from your primary residence mm-hmm. and, and or on a lake or on a beach, you know? So if you stayed in Houston and then you bought a, a house on, 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 in Galveston on the beach, even though it's not that far apart, you can justify it being a vacation home because it is located on the beach. Got it. Right? But if you're trying to be an investor and you say, Hey, Jason, I'm looking to get a, investment rental property, then that's going to be 20% because it's more high risk, but also you'll be able to take that income that you're making on that property in order to offset that mortgage. And like I said, you know, do you have a property that you're not having to spend five, six, seven, 10 grand every summer when you want to go take your family down on vacation? Got it. Yeah. You get to, yeah. You get to say, save that, save that, um, uh, vacation money, significant Absolutely. amount of vacation money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, this is kind of a different time that we're in. You know, it used to be you had to be super wealthy in order to be able to have a lake home or a vacation home on top of your your primary residence. But now we're at a point where, you know, the biggest provider of hospitality in terms of, you know, hotels, I'm doing air quotations right now, doesn't own now one hotel. That's true. (laughs) True. You know, so it, and and the same thing is going on with cars. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, you can do Toro or whatever. You can rent out your car to other people yeah, too. Rideshare, all all these different you know these different platforms that's allowing you to be able to enjoy the luxuries and mm-hmm. not bur- have the burden of all the debt. I like that. Yeah. So 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 if somebody want to go buy like a Tesla, they can be like, look, I will go ahead and drive. I go ahead and do ride sharing three four nights a week. Pay mm-hmm. for my. Pay for my uh, pay for my Tesla. <laughs> pay, pay for my eighty ninety grand Tesla. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. No, that's 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 actually pretty dope. I like that idea. So then, so then, from a qualification standpoint, I'm going to assume that the vacation property that we're that you don't rent out, that's going to be the same DTI debt to income requirements as you know as, as it normally is. Right. Absolutely. So if you own the primary residence. Uh, and, you know, so all that is taken into consideration, your primary residence, you know, your credit cards, your car loans, your student loans, your personal loans, all that stuff is taken into consideration on top of what that new mortgage is for the uh, for the vacation home. Mm-hmm. And typically for vacation home, the, the max debt to income ratio they're going to allow uh, with everything all combined, it's going to be about 45 percent between 43 to 45 percent. And that's going to be based off of credit score. Okay. And then, and then, so what about the, the vacation rental? Cause I know, I know like in regular rentals, you're able to use the uh, rent income as a, to help you qualify for more. Sure. Um, is, is it the same in, in vacation? Well, depending on it, right? So short answer, no. Uh, for the simple fact that you're not producing a a lease to the property because you're doing short term. Got it. Cause it's short term, right? Short term. And you don't have any history of that short term to show, but if you, if you come and you say, Hey, look, I'm buying this investment property in, in Florida and it's already a tenant in there. 
we already have, you know, I'm buying, I'm buying out the lease and I'm taking over the lease. The, this person has a two-year lease. This is how much money they're going to be paying. Here's the first month's rent. Here's the deposit and be able to produce that. Then we can use a portion of that income in order to offset, offset the mortgage. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. And here's the third question and we can wrap it up because when you said that, let's say somebody has, you know, half a million dollars in their brokerage account and they want to go buy a $250,000 or let's call it $200,000 vacation property. Mm. And they they say, listen, I actually, you know, I want to put a little money down as possible. You know, can I just pledge my account as collateral? You know, how much would you loan me against this $500,000 portfolio? And just, you know, give me as much of the mortgage as you'll give me against my portfolio. And let me put the least amount of money down. Um, there, there are ways to, to do that, I guess you could say. But what we're going to run into is we're, we're looking at non, non-conforming loans, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to do a normal conforming loan and get the lowest interest rate possible, then, then no, that's not the case. But if you're trying to go step outside and do what's called like a non-QM loan, you know, you definitely have the, the ability to be able to use those asset-driven, uh, there's asset-driven loans. Uh, but you're, those are going to be a lot higher in, in overall interest uh, of, of the loan, right? Got it. Now, if you were just looking to get qualified for it, like you said, look, man, I have $500,000. I'm trying to get this $200,000 loan, you know. I'm a, I'm I'm self-employed. I don't show a ton of income. Now what we can do, we can use that, and then there's a formula that we can take and apply to that 500k that you have, and we can use that as monthly income for you. Got it. To, to help you qualify and get a conforming loan, that's a possibility. Got it. Got it. Okay. So what I keep hearing every single week is it's a lot of creative things you can do to get what you want. You just gotta. Are you willing to pay for it? You know what I mean? Because yeah. the like with the non-QM stuff, I call it my baller loans. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm heavy on cash, but I'm not showing a lot to the, you know, I'm not showing a lot on my 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 income tax. Mm-hmm. But I want this. Yes, that's fine. You can have that, but it's gonna cost you a little bit more. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and worst case scenario, you may be able to potentially in 12, 18 months refinance for a better deal. There you go. The there you go. When you decide to show more on your, your income tax, <laughs> right. when you decide to pay Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, let everybody know they can reach you if they have, if they want more information about okay. real estate investing, purchasing, credit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, first name is Jason. Last name is Grimes. Uh, you can reach me directly uh, via text. Uh, direct phone number is 404-895-1968. Uh, I state every time that is Atlanta, Georgia number, but I am located here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, Or you can send me an email at jgrimes, that's G-R-I-M-E-S, at thegrimesgroup.org. All right. Appreciate you sharing, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. 
Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.